party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by good friend Nathan Paletta for a game of one more thing. One more thing is a game of TV whodunit, or more accurately, how catch em mysteries in the vein of obviously Columbo, also Monk, Royal Pains, pretty much anything on the USA Network characters. Welcome. The idea is there has been a murder. There is an unlikely oddball detective. Uh, there is a scheming, you know, culprit who we start the show off knowing that they're guilty. And the story is not who is the guilty party? The story is, how is our oddball detective going to catch the crook? And what is how is the audience at home going to react to this celebrity guest star crook? Obviously, given everything that I love in the world, this game is so far up my alley. I loved it the first time we played it on the show a few years ago, which I will link in the show notes. I love it, love it, love it now. The game is currently on Kickstarter. You've got to go back it. It is amazing. I want this game in the world so badly. I want to be able to play it. Please go check the show notes for a link to the One More Thing Kickstarter. Back it. Make it happen. It's very, very cool. Speaking of TV shows, uh, Nathan, in addition to being an incredible game designer, worldwide wrestling, Imp of the Perverse, Nathan is also a podcast host on his own right. He hosts uh, a podcast with Epidiah Ravishol, designer of Dread, called 200 a Day, in which they watch the Rockford Files episode by episode and talk about it for slightly longer than the episode itself. It is a great podcast about a show that I have fallen head over heels in love with. Uh, you should go check that out. You can find that at 200today.fireside.fm or in the show notes below. And lastly, before we dive in, thank you to Nathan, as well as to friend of the show, Stentor Danielson, our newest backers on Patreon. Thank you for helping make the show happen, games happen, cool community things happen. All of that I deeply, deeply appreciate, and I love getting to play games with you. Let's all play some games again together sometime. You can find more information about Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Uh, it is the end of the year, which means we're coming up on two things. One is sort of my annual Patreon refresh, where I look at the tiers that we've got on the Patreon and sort of figure out, like, how best to tweak them and fiddle with them to sort of give people the best experience for their money. And it's the end of the year, so look for some extra special holiday content, some more information about which we'll be dropping in the next couple days. All that and more at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am joined once again by Nathan Paletta. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Well, thank you so much for yet again welcoming me on. I, I'm every time you're on, it's a delight. So like, there is no shortage of opportunity here. That said, before we dive in, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about not just what we're playing this week, but as well as all the other things you've got going on that you want them to know about. Well, this week we will be revisiting my uh, TV detective-inspired game, One More Thing, uh, which you will you were kindly... I think the first time I was on was... Uh, I believe it was, yeah. ...taking this out for a spin many moons ago. Um, it is... Uh, it's come a long way. Uh, it is currently on Kickstarter, so we'll be talking about that again at the end, because I don't want to take, take up too much time. Uh but yeah, it's uh, it's great, and I'm excited to feature it again. Um, past that, uh, I uh, my most recent game, Imp of the Perverse, which I also was able to join you for, uh, is out in the wild. It is available to pick up through my website um, or find retailers that uh, use Indie Press Revolution, and it came out great in the end. So uh, you know. I think that's worth checking out. Absolutely. I love that game. 
So you can find Input the Perverse as well as all of my other games, of course, at my website, um, where there are also links to my Patreon, which supports my ongoing game design efforts, including the long gestation period of this game. Um, but other than the Kickstarter, that's pretty much my last big thing for uh, for 2019. So it's it's a it's it's a good note to end the year on. I gotta say, I, I, it's nothing like nothing like closing it out with a big a big exciting thing like this. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. We have played the game before, so the general premise, TV detectives in the vein of a Columbo or a Monk or a all of the shows on the USA Network characters welcome, mm-hmm. uh, which are all very close to my heart, no matter how much I make fun of them. Right. The So the, uh, <clears throat> the overall narrative frame is very much the Columbo frame where we will see the murder uh, and then we will play until the murderer is is brought to face uh, all the evidence of their crime and uh, they either realize that they cannot escape their uh, the punishment or, or justice, if you will, um, or they confess uh, in the face of the detective's accumulated uh, case against them. Everything in the middle, of course, is the fun of the play. So whatever, uh, wherever we go with it, we'll go with. Um, so the game has two play modes. So it's a two-player game, obviously. Um, and uh, the two modes are writer's room mode, which is kind of the full role-playing experience where we would come up with the uh, the detective and the murderer and the case and all the clues and everything ourselves and then have kind of the big sandbox to play in. What we're going to do here is uh, on assignment mode, which is where we have a pre-written case. Um, so we are going to be picking up our little case files for the two characters, the detective and the murderer, which will describe the situation, uh, give us our initial scenes, and also give us our set of clues uh, that have already been put together to support this uh, this this. Story, right? So this is more. This is a little more uh, structured and more kind of board gamey in approach, um, where it's a little more step by step. But since we've played before, you know, if we end up, well, I imagine that we will be using our you know role playing muscles as we play. Yeah, just because that's how we are. And I think I think giving that additional structure will give us like I, I anticipate the two of us will probably bounce off of the structure. Like being, you know, it'll give us a, it'll, it's, it's jazz, you know, it gives us the formula with which to, uh, to, to deviate from when we feel comfortable with it. Right, right. And also in addition to just anything like this is going to be different every time because of the right. people playing. Also the nature in which the clues are discovered really drive the story differently depending on which one surface early in the game. So, uh, I, I mean, I've played this a couple of times now through playtesting and also just playing with people and it, it's great because it never goes the same way. Right. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive in. Nathan, do you want to do you want to commit a murder or catch a murderer today? <laughs> I was going to leave that choice to you uh, just because I've I've been on both sides already. So I can kind of I do do either. You know what? Last time we played, I, I was the murderer. So I think let's flitch it up and I'll play the detective this time. 
Uh, all right, so this case is uh, Eagle's Last Ride. It is uh, included with the preview PDF download of the game, which is just the entire game <laughs> in digital form. Um, the game does have... Uh, so the, the Kickstarter is to achieve a physical box set of the game. Um, so there are physical components, but we are going to be using a little digital play space that I set up that uses the board and, uh, and, and we'll keep track of our clues and stuff. Um, so, uh, just wanted to make that connection for anyone who may have already checked out the download. Excellent. But yeah, so imagine if you will, we're opening our box and we're putting our, our audience perception board in the middle Mm -hmm. between the two of us. This is a, uh, a, a little game board that is going to track the audience perception of the murderer, because um, that's kind of where uh, that's kind of where the the uh, spine of the drama comes from a little bit. Uh, the audience perception uh, is driven by the sympathy that the audience might feel for our murderer, because just because I mean they're a murderer and they're going to go down for it. Yeah, but within that there's a wide scope of individual characterization, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, the evidence that the detective is going to uh, put together against them. So uh, we'll call out whenever that changes as a result of our yep. scenes. And then we'll also call out whether that changes the characterization of the, or not the characterization so much as how, how the audience is going to read this character at the end of our story. Right, right. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> the game uses the the concept of our imaginary TV viewing audience, which is uh, descended from from my wrestling game. It's very Um, good. It's very good. So those of you listening, you are part of our uh, imaginary audience. Not so imaginary now, but as we play. Imagine that you're imagine that you're listening to us play out a murder mystery is what (laughs) I want is really what I want to capture. I want to capture that feel of listening to us create the story. Right. All right. Shall I introduce my detective, or do shall we, or do we, shall we begin with, uh, with the murder? Um, I'll go ahead. Or how about I'll go ahead and, and introduce the murder, the murderer, uh, and then we'll go back and forth from there. Essentially, that sounds great. Uh, so, Eagle's last last ride. Uh, this is a uh, nineteen eighty six Malibu. Uh, a film star is found dead after a big party at a Malibu beach house. Initially ruled an overdose. Her private insurance firm decides to look into the circumstances of the death, as well as her relationship with her former co-star, David Carter. I am David Carter, action movie star and murderer. Um, so, uh, the deal is... I've just wrapped up the big summer blockbuster that's kind of, uh, you know, one of the, the big entree into my headline career as this, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, action movie guy. Uh, Eagle's Last Ride is that movie. Um, during shooting, I had a torrid affair with my co-star, Angeline Del Rio. Um, once the movie wrapped, however, Angeline wants to break off the affair. She's tired of sneaking around her husband's back, the powerful entertainment lawyer, Anthony Del Rio. I have hated Anthony. Uh, he passed on representing me back at the beginning of my career, and I know that that hurt hurt me. I could have been here faster if not mm-hmm. for him. Sure. Um, 
And Angeline has told me that she will spill the whole affair to him if I keep after her. Right? Yep. It was fun while it lasted. Now we're done. Leave me alone. But not only am I wounded by her casual dismissal of what we had together, I know that she has this hold over me. And if he ever finds out, he'll be able to tank my career. And he'll have the right reason to do right. That'll be the motive. All he needs. All, all yeah. the motivation. Um, so consumed by jealousy and wounded by her casual dismissal, uh, I decide to make sure she won't be able to talk to anybody about anything ever again. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good TV murder is what that is. (laughs) Um, and so there's, uh, uh, characters have kind of little elements to them. Um, we don't need to track every little thing, but they are listed in our case file. So I'm a mainstream celebrity. Uh, I've killed my lover, uh, do out, born out of jealousy because she's choosing this husband over me. And then that's complicated by all of our personal mm-hmm. history. Uh, this is premeditated, um, as you'll hear during the murder. Uh, and to cover it up, I'm implicating myself for a less serious crime as there'll be some other, some illegal drugs involved. Uh, and I'm also going to be altering some recording technology. And all of this um, puts me at sympathy sympathy three, evidence one, which means that our uh, at the beginning of our show, the audience is going to see David as smart and detached. I love it. So I love it a lot. This little token on our board. Boop. Uh, yeah, and so that is that is the murderer. All right. Should I introduce our, should I introduce the detective that will be catching this murderer today? Please, please do. All right. I am Barbara Fontaine, Ace Investigator. I'm an insurance investigator working for Ace Associates, one of the largest private insurance firms that specializes within the entertainment industry. My background is I have a degree in criminal psychology from UC Santa Barbara, and I find psychoanalysis, uh, psychoanalysis to be very, very helpful in guiding investigations. This is not my first rodeo. I'm an experienced investigator with Ace and who have dealt with plenty of stuck-up celebrities and delusional directors. I tend to kill them with kindness, keeping them off balance until I have hard evidence to turn over to the firm. I've even turned my serious soda habit to my advantage. My ever-present styrofoam cup often annoys the subjects of my investigation or makes them underestimate you. Just as a personal detail, I think I'm going to change that to glass. If we're in Malibu, I think think I'm going to change that to like a glass bottle. Cause I think I'm getting, I think I, I think I'm obsessed with getting like the Mexican Coke with the real mm. sugar, mm-hmm. Every, especially after new Coke launched. I'm just not, it's not the same. <laughs> They're not, it's never quite, quite be the same. And they haven't changed the recipe. They didn't change the recipe in Mexico. It's just a better soda. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, as soon as I saw soda obsession in this character, I felt immediately called out. I don't know if you can tell that. <laughs> I've seen every kind of scam under the sun. If there's one thing I know, it's that when people are famous, they always think they can get away with with murder. I said with soda at first. That's not right. They always think they can get away with murder. Uh, My affectation is that I am always drinking soda, specifically bottles of Mexican Coke. I'm a corporate investigator for Ace Associates Insurance Agency, and I have a psychoanalytical approach. Awesome. So now that we have introduced our characters, uh, we will start the game with the first two scenes, which are the murder uh, and then the initial investigation. Mm. 
Um, so again, these are uh, scenes that are written up in the case file, and we will be uh, reading or paraphrasing, um, plus adding in whatever other little details we want as we uh, go through them. But the game always starts with the first scene being the murder. Mm-hmm. So we have our establishing shot of David Carter's Malibu Beach House early afternoon. Uh, it's we're, it's a little remote. There's no immediate neighbors kind of up on a rise so that there's a big... Uh, so that there's a big uh, set of plate windows out to the ocean. Uh, you know, obviously, o- ostentatiously expensive. Um, caterers and decorators are rushing around. And uh, I'm on the phone with Angeline. So... Uh, we hear my my side of the conversation, uh, or I guess we cut back and forth. So I say, uh, "Please just just come a little early. I promise I won't try anything. I just want to talk before everyone gets here, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page about all of this." Angeline sighs. She says she'll be there at seven. All right, come come in the back if you're coming. Then the staff has all their trucks in the front driveway. The caterers will still be here, so just come in the back. So we cut from there to a wide shot of Angeline and her uh, sweet little red sports car, top down, big scarf flying out behind her uh, as she pulls off the, the highway and into the, uh, the gravel rear driveway to the house. Inside, David, uh, I look up. I look out of my upper story window, see her in the car as she parks, and you, the camera sees me tip a couple of pills into my hand out of a little bottle. Then with a big smile, I bound downstairs to let her in the back door. Uh, I peek around a corner to make sure no one else is going to see. I kind of wait, let one of the caterers wheel a cart around, make sure the coast is clear, and then let her in. Um, and we immediately go back upstairs to my lavishly, tastelessly decorated bedroom. I'm imagining, I think David has a round bed, uh, just to, you know, make that point oh, perfectly for clear. sure. For sure. No mirror, but, but round bed. Um, so, uh, we make some awkward small talk and then I, I casually ask, so, uh, is Anthony coming to the party? Angeline laughs. <laughs> of course not. He doesn't even know I'm here now. But since I am, what do you want to say to me? This is your last chance. If you keep on bothering me, I swear, I'll tell him everything. And then where will you be? I pour two glasses of champagne from the fancy bar against the, uh, the wall in my bedroom. Uh, my back to her. Uh, all right, babe. You've made this all perfectly clear. I just want to have a goodbye drink. We had some good times. And let's just... Celebrate that and say goodbye. And uh, I casually palm the pills you saw earlier and tip them into her glass and then turn around and hand it to her. Um, She takes her flute of champagne, tosses it back, and then I just watch over my glass as she dramatically puts a hand to her forehead and then her eyes roll up and she swoons. I catch her before she can make a thump on the floor. Then I drag her... uh, unconscious into my marbled and gilded bathroom. After locking the outer door, 
I pull a length of rubber tubing out of my pocket as I return to her unconscious body. I imagine the, uh, the, the music has swelled with a mm-hmm. little dramatic uh, underscore as, uh, as this happens. Um, we cut to later that night. The beach house is full of exuberant actors, technicians, and hangers-on at my swank rap party for Eagle's Last Ride. Uh, and I'm holding court, drink in hand, in front of these big glass windows looking over the ocean. Uh, the camera focuses down on my digital watch as I glance at it. And uh, we see that it reads 8.59. We then cut to a shot of a room with just banks of reel-to-reel tapes. And there's a timer plugged into one of them. It ticks over to 9 o'clock. And then the reels start turning. We cut back to the party as the phone behind me rings, uh, barely masked by the crowd noise and laughter, because I'm finishing a funny story, of course. Of course. One of the guests pokes at me, uh, hey, is that your phone ringing? And I reply, oh, don't worry, the machine will get it. Uh, there's a brief pause as the machine picks up, and so we all hear Angeline's voice, hey doll, I'm on my way. I got hung up with car trouble, but it should be there in about half an hour. Don't wait on me. I laugh and say, I didn't even know she was coming. That's great. And then the crowd noise of the party resumes as we cut to an overhead shot of Angeline uh, in my bathroom upstairs, eyes closed, tube tied around her arm, syringe in her hand, and face blue uh, in, uh, in death. So from there, we cut to uh, a small private office at Ace Associates. Uh, there is, there are several empty glass, uh, Coke bottles around, uh, there are, and the desk is covered with a set of photos, a headshot of Angeline. I think the, the camera probably fades from that, from that shot into like a very nice, a very, like that kind of classic overly staged headshot. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a photo in her, in the bathroom, there's paperwork, like it's all over the place. Uh, and the phone rings. It's my boss. I have to kind of like scramble to get it and like almost fall out of my chair because obviously I was, you know, kicking back with my feet on my desk. The phone rings. I almost fall backwards. I grab the phone. I pick it up. And, hey, Gary, what? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. Okay. Gary, Gary, Gary. I know. I know. Five million dollar policy. We always look at those. What? Really? All right, give me the number. I'll call him. Yes, 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 Gary. Gary? I know. I know. I know, Gary. I don't keep everything routine until we know something. Don't I? I all, this is what I do. Am I not good at my job, Gary? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for believing in me. And I hang on. I take a sip. I take a sip of soda. I write down a phone number. I hang up the phone. Uh, and then we cut to, uh, for me writing down the phone or the number to knocking on a door that says Del Rio on it in big gold letters. And I'm called to shake hands with a small, angular, very well-dressed man. This is Anthony Del Rio. Uh, he says, listen, I'll get right to the point. My wife would never go back to heroin. She got addicted once, and I insisted she go to rehab. And let me tell you, she did not have a good experience kicking the habit. Not at all. She has not touched anything. And I refuse to believe she would randomly shoot up in that actor's bathroom of all places. <laughs> Big air quotes on the word actor. The police aren't willing to touch it because he works for a big studio now, but I know you people need to investigate odd insurance claims, right? Well, do it. Investigate. 
I don't care about getting the money. I want to know what happened to Angeline. I nod. I make some notes in a notebook. I, I take a swig of soda. Uh, he passes back. He paces back and forth. He's like, of course, of course, Mr. Del Rio, if we find any evidence of illegal behavior, we will take it to the authorities as a matter of policy. Now, what actor was it you mentioned? Dun, dun, dun. And that's our investigation. Then we're, we cut to the we cut to the theme song <laughs> of of Barbara Fontaine, Ace Investigator. Yeah, I think I think it's I think ooh, it's just called Ace Investigations, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm picturing I'm picturing a very Rockford Files esque like photo montage, mm-hmm. complete with the shot complete with the shot of her buying like a case of of Coke of of like bottles of Coke, mm-hmm. a la a la the greatest shot in the Rockford Files opening where he's shopping for meats. Yeah, we're just looking in the meat meat case. I'm envisioning you open the trunk of your oversized 80s car and there's mm-hmm. just like a wooden crate full of Mexican Coke. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that your first scene was highlighting the initial clue, mm-hmm. uh, which is that um, so we've we have a little stack of 10 clue cards and we've turned over one that's noted as the initial clue. And it's the one that says that Angeline Del Rio has been to rehab for heroin addiction. Her husband says she would never go back after going through withdrawal. Perfect. That is what was highlighted in your initial investigation scene. Uh, now you uh, pick another one of your scenes. All right. Um, and we'll go from there. So you have a menu of scenes in your case file. Um which are? We have interrogation. I have legwork. I have a flash of insight, uh, an interview, and a finale. I can only use the finale when there are two more clues in evidence. Right. So right now you have one clue. Mm-hmm. Some of the scenes will allow you to enter a clue into evidence. Uh, so you would slide that over and kind of tuck it underneath right. the board. Um, so once we have two of those, uh, we either of us can go for the finale. Um, but you could have a bunch of clues discovered that are face up and then, you know, whichever ones are the ones that kind of piece it together for you are the ones you'd you know, put into evidence. Uh, you know, whatever you think is strongest or whatever fits together the best or, or whatever. I think I want to, I think I want to, I feel like it's true to the, it's true to the genre that to do the first interrogation, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like that feels that feels right. That feels like the right the right thing to do. So I think as soon as I hear, you know, what was that actor's name again? I think I I think we cut what where do we where do we uh where do we find each other, right? Like where do where do I where do I find uh where do I find David? Um so I mean since you, since you're calling for the scene, it is ultimately up to you. Uh but I would say that um, you know, it's the day after a big party, so it's not mm-hmm. like he's going anywhere. Uh, so just finding him at his home, um, would be, uh, uh, would be pretty straightforward. Um, if you want to do it somewhere th- else, he could th- be on a set or something. I think that's very good. Cause I think that we get that, we get that very kind of classic, uh, the graduate shot of you like floating in the pool, mm-hmm. the shadow falls over you, uh, <laughs> the shadow falls over you and it's just like. You ignore it for a second, and then you finally have to look up and see me there. And I am... Uh, Barbara dresses, like, very... Uh, 
like very nice, like probably a little overly professional, right? Like it is it is Malibu. It is always hot and muggy, but she is wearing that like the suit with a vest, short coat, business skirt, <laughs> carrying uh, like a can of so or the bottle of soda in one hand with a straw in it. Of course, nice. she drinks yeah. out of the straw and, uh, and like a notepad in the other <laughs> or even better. I think she's got a uh, I think she uses the tape recorder. Okay. Yeah. Shades of uh, shades of uh, oh God, I forget Twin Peaks name, name guy guy's name now. Yeah, and and so, you know, as we uh, when when I'm discovered and I'm on the like floater, uh, lo- like the floating chair in the pool, yeah. and so this is the house where it has the big plate windows. Outside of those is a deck, you know, like a nice patio. Mm-hmm. In the patio is a pool, <laughs> and then there's nothing between the pool and just like going out. Like you could just walk over the edge and like <coughs> go down the the this little sand dune and beyond the beach right it's, mm. it's right there uh yeah so uh i'm lying there sunglasses obviously but you uh i don't immediately react to your presence so and i just stand there like smile at, like smiling and virtually unmoving except like i do the thing where you don't like look at the straw and you just kind of crutch it with the side of your mouth and then mm-hmm <laughs> So, yeah, on the sucking sound, uh, I kind of wave. I'm like, uh, look, I, I, I told you that everyone can have the rest of the day off. All right. Just just go home. Oh, <laughs> I I'm so I'm so sorry. No, um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not help. Um, uh, though, I, I'm sure your help is very nice and friendly. And that's very nice of you to offer that. But um, unfortunately, I I. My boss has not given me the afternoon off, so uh, here I am. Uh, and I take off my sunglasses and look up and kind of squint because you're standing in front of the sun, right? So I have to like look into the into the sun, and I'm like, oh, oh, look, fine. What your boss? Who are you? Oh, um, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have uh, Barbara Fontaine, Ace Inve- uh, Ace Associates, um. Uh, it's a insurance firm. Uh, Cheryl, you've you've heard of us. Uh, you know, we work with we oh, work yeah. with a lot of you know. Um, so just real quick, mm-hmm. uh, before we get super deep in, into it, uh, in the interrogation, you're either uh, discovering a new clue or you're introducing the clue you already have into evidence. Uh, were you looking to discover a new clue? Yes, yes, yes. I definitely want to flip a new clue before I start committing things to evidence. All right, so uh, you should do that kind of near the beginning of the scene so that we can kind of gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. into right. what you want to do. All right, well, now that we've introduced ourselves, I will introduce a new clue. All right, uh, so how this works is you would draw three and pick one. Um, so in our little interface, um, I'd say you could just pick three of those at random to okay. uh, unclick the hidden check mark. So I'm going to click uh, six. Four, I'm going to click two, four, and six. All right. And then whichever one of those you want to be the clue, uh, go ahead and hide the other two again. That's the one that I want. Cool. Great. Um, so, um, uh, obviously, you know, you could probably... 
it's it's never hard to it's never hard to it's never easy to to start these off. Surely you you know that. I mean, you're you're an actor. How do you start a scene? But uh, it's never easy to to start this conversation. It's always a little morbid. If only I had a writer, right? <laughs> um, listen, uh, I I need to ask you some questions about uh, the the. Oh geez! Look, the cops were already here. I've already answered all these questions. What I I know I know we 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 you know I understand that this is just uh I I this is just you know par for the course. We just have to make sure that every we that we have things on record on our files because sometimes the police can be a little bit squirrely in sharing their reports with uh, outside <laughs> investigators. You understand, right? Uh, sure, I guess. Look, here, give, just give me, give me one second, okay? And I kind of roll off of the, off of the floating chair and, uh, swim. I, well, the, the pool's not deep enough to, like, swim, right? It's like a mm-hmm. wading pool. So I just, like, roll off of it and then stand up and walk over to the little stairs and grab a big fluffy towel. Uh, it's monogrammed, right, with the mm-hmm. DC on it. And toweling myself off. Here, look, uh, come, come in. Uh, I need to I, <laughs> come in. I need to eat something. You can, I guess, you can ask me my, those questions while I find see if there's anything left in the house. Oh, oh, that sounds fantastic. That's that's perfect. Thank you. Uh, obviously, I don't want to, you know, hold up a meal, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes people are friendlier over lunch or snacks. <sighs> yeah. Well. Sure, come in. And uh, I put my sunglasses back on as we go in. I'm clearly just hungover as right. everything. Um, yeah, so we go in. There's like a little kind of kitchenette thing. And uh, I'm opening drawers and stuff. And I obviously don't actually cook for myself. So I'm just kind of randomly opening things just to be moving around while you ask me your questions. So um, I guess the... The, the 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 point of order that that we're uh looking into today and I take a take a drink of soda is um you know uh, uh it was a little odd that uh Angeline came to your party it seemed like um she was a bit in the middle of I know that you were co-workers <laughs> but given her relationship with Anthony Del Rio who Let's not mince words. You weren't exactly keen on each other. It, it seems a little odd that she would be making house calls to hang out with you, so to speak. If that well, miss, if, if that sounds, uh, Miss uh, Fon Fontaine 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 Barbara Fontaine. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Barbara. Uh, look, you're whatever you're investigational abilities, uh, qualifications, you, you're clearly, you've clearly never been an actor. Uh, the rap party's like, everyone comes to the rap party. It's a, it's, it's marking the, that we all did it. We got through it. We made the, you know, we made a great thing. Uh, just cause Angeline and her husband, she's always welcome. And she, you know, decided to come. What was I going to do? Tell her not to come? Anthony doesn't control her. That's, that's all, that's all, that all checks out. That's or fair, obviously, d- you know. Didn't control her, I guess I should say. And I, you know, get a look of kind of, 
not sadness, but kind of like serious, like, oh, yeah. Realizing what happened, letting the weight of it wash over me. And I guilelessly like water. I guilelessly like wash over all of it. I'm like, that's fair. I was in a production of uh, I was in a production of Hello, Dolly in (laughs) in high school. And uh, Mm -hmm. let me tell you, you know, we all did not. We all didn't like Roy, but Roy came to that rap party and we had a great time. So I guess I understand that. I do. I do. I do get that. I do. Uh, it, I just it feels like, you know, you and Anthony. It feels like at a certain point, even even professional courtesy only goes so far. I mean, I know that, you know, it's not exactly an uh, an industry secret that uh, Anthony is pressured people to not cast you you know i mean that had to hurt your career which had to lead to certain you know certainly not certainly that's got if that's kind of hostility that puts people in the middle of things and i like give you this look when you say you know it's no secret uh hurt your career and i'm pouring uh uh, i'm pouring myself a glass of orange juice Mm -hmm. which i finally found and uh i put it down i put the bottle down like too hard and some of the juice slops out i'm like look oh jeez and everyone's gone look <sighs> yeah me and anthony we never got along he's i don't know he just didn't like the look of me or something whatever i got over it um angelina has her own career uh just cuz they were married like what you think uh you think he would pri- like <clears throat> you think he would uh let her be in a movie with me but then not let her come to a party well uh i mean that's no that's a very good point and i just you know he he had heart you know his version of story we have his version of story the story on record we wanted to make sure we got yours because Obviously, there are multiple sides to every story, though I guess you can. (laughs) I already gave everything to the cops, but I'll tell I'll I'll run it down for you in case you, you know, don't want to talk to them or they're being weird or whatever. You know, look, there's a. I had a big party. There are a lot of people here. She. Came around, I mean, she came after nine because she called to say she was coming, which was nice because, like you're saying, like, like, I didn't even know she was going to be here. It was her choice, right? That's what I'm saying. She decided to come. Great. She has other friends. It doesn't have to just be about me. I mean, I appreciate that she wanted to see me, but, uh, you know, she came, I guess she... Decided to have a little party on her own. I don't lock my doors. Everyone here was a friend, and she did what she did. And there's even there's a rec- uh, she called like, and then no one saw her. I didn't see her. She must have just decided to to start off uh, start off strong and went a little a little too strong. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. Unfortunately, we see it a lot. It just with her having been in rehab, for her to for her to fall back like that feels so tragic. I guess is how I would describe it. And Dave is like, 
oh, like clearly he looks up when you say rehab and then he's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's tragic. It, it really is. Look, I have a major headache. And like I said, the cops have all this stuff. Can you is there anything else? And her smile, like her smile widens just a little bit. And she kind of like, like leans forward and is like, of, of course not, please. I understand you've had a long night. Just, uh, you know, enjoy your enjoy your orange juice. Surely you'll make the rest of your breakfast after that. And uh, I, I will see you. Do you have somewhere where I can recycle this bottle? I should I should probably recycle. And she like she like, you know, sucks up the rest of the straw. And like, it's like I, I would I, I just need to recycle. Do you have somewhere where I can toss this? Just leave it in the sink. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my good. Wonder, wonderful day. Gosh, you know what? I've been doing this job for a long time, and I never get tired of meeting celebrities. It's just, the, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like you see them on the silver screen, and then you see them in per- I, you're You're just as nice as I figured you would be. Have a great day. And uh, I think maybe we, we cut there. Mm-hmm. Great. Man, this... Uh, this <laughs> This particular iteration of uh, David is a real jerk. I really like this iteration of Barbara. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta be <laughs> She's honest. Great. Um, all right, so now it is my turn to pick a scene. My options are uh, conversation with the detective, uh, so kind of my version of that interrogation. Mm-hmm. Uh, rationalization, cover up, go deeper, uh, or the finale. I am going to uh, cover up. Okay. So I'm going to take action to erase my tracks, plant false evidence, or otherwise distance myself from this crime, since apparently you know something I don't. So same thing. I'm going to randomly do three clues and pick one. Um, So how this works is I am drawing one at random. And then me te- my action to cover up what I did is always going to surface something for the detective. Sure. Right? It's not always the, it's not just the crime. It's also the cover up. So I'm going to pick a clue and then frame the scene based on what, uh, what I'm going to unintentionally bring to your attention. Got it. Um, I'll do that one. That's a good one. <laughs> <clears throat> all right uh so i think the scene is that uh we actually have a little uh montage where david is um he's driving his car which is you know a its own fancy kind of it's more of a muscle car fancy mm-hmm. car i c- canonically i'm not a car guy so i don't know what off the top of my head but sure <laughs> something fancy um uh and uh i'm uh so i go to a pharmacy um well, I go into like a, I, uh, I pull into like a fancy, like a fancy building and it's like a medical center and, right. uh, I go in and, you know, I, uh, the, 
it's all high end. All the materials are really nice and everything. And there's a uh, receptionist there and she just waves me in and I uh, go into the office of a, of a doctor, uh, Dr. Uh, Stoneman. Um, I go and we shake hands and uh, this is like the shot is like through the um, his glass door. So we don't like hear the dialogue, but we shake hands and, you know, he uh, is clearly offering condolences. And then um, he, as we're talking, he pulls a pad out of his coat pocket, out of his, you know, his white, his white coat and writes something and tears it off and folds it and hands it to me. Uh, and so I tuck it into my, uh, the breast pocket of my sport coat as we, uh, as I clap him on the shoulder and, and, and leave. Uh, and then we cut to, um, me, uh, I'm back at my, uh, beach house and, uh, there's a, one of my people, uh, you know, cause I have like house servants mm-hmm. help. Right. Uh, and so, uh, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a young man. Um, he's kind of my gopher. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Rodney. Um, so he's, uh, you know, sem- semi-professionally, like he goes on set with me and stuff to like run errands and whatnot. And then when I'm not working, he just is around the house and does the same thing. So I'm like, Hey Rodney, uh, I need you to go down to the pharmacy. I'm changing, uh, Dr. Stoneman, uh, decided to change my prescription. So I need you to, uh, go ahead and take this down, fill this out. And, uh, when you get back, go ahead and, and all the, uh, all the pills that, that, uh, that are in, you know, the bathrooms and everything. Uh, you can go ahead and just throw those out because, you know, he uh, he said not to not to mix uh, mix stuff. Yeah, this is and Rodney's like, OK, sure. Uh, and maybe Rodney asks, like, what's the uh, you know, are you OK? Like, is anything wrong? I say, like, you know, I've been feeling a lot better. Uh, and so, the doc, you know, the doctor said I should I can cut back on the on the heavier stuff and just go with some of this, uh, you know, little more over the counter versions just to help sleep and stuff like that. So I want to make sure I don't have any of the, any of the real knockout pills still sitting around the house. And so, uh, he goes off to run that errand. And while he's gone, uh, I go, I, I go around and open a couple drawers and kind of like, uh, not secret, but kind of like, they, they uh, uh, they're finished to like blend into the wall and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And like I open one and there's like a bottle of champagne in a little like cooler thing. And then mm-hmm. there's just a big clear glass bottle of the same pills that I'd had. And I take that and I throw it in the garbage. And oh, so I'm surfacing good. this clue that I had stashes of prescription sleeping pills in multiple places throughout my beach house. It's very good. So I think I am going to have, I think for, is that the end of the scene? And that's the end of the scene. I, I think I know exactly what I want my next scene to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's like sideways. I think it's a, uh, it's parallel to that. 
it's parallel to that where um Yeah, it's parallel to that where we cut to uh we cut to Barbara's house boat and uh she's floating on the water and houseboat. She's she's it's it you know what? It's 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 Malibu, you know mm-hmm. it's a way to live. No, that's awesome. So she's floating on the water and we see her like in bed, like clutching her stomach. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, she gets she gets she gets seasickness. It's 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 a complication of living. On, it's a, <laughs> it comes with the territory when you live on a houseboat. Oh, just real quick before you go on. So uh, my cover up scene, I also adjust my sympathy uh, uh, up, up or down based on the content of the scene. And I'm currently at three. Um. I think I'm going to adjust my sympathy down. Okay. Because this guy's not sympathetic right now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling. I'm not identifying and, with this villain. And that's clearly, yeah. Like you know, I'm trying to get rid of that evidence, right? Yeah. So that takes me from being smart and detached to smart and callous. I love it. That feels very right. That feels very right to this character. Uh, and I think um, I've got my C. So. Uh, in my flash of insight, I'm going to in- to turn up a I'm going to turn up a face up clue into evidence, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it is exactly the one that you just flipped over because I think what happens is uh, a flash of insight is you have a fortunate revelation while doing something unrelated. I mm-hmm. think what I'm doing that is unrelated here is uh, being seasick in my houseboat, <laughs> and I like reach for my my Dramamine pills, right? Like my mm-hmm. my doctor's prescribed Dramamine pills. I reach then to my, my my pocket and I pull out um I pull out like the bottle cap that I always just like keep in in there and like with it I pull accidentally pull out a bottle of pills mm-hmm. and I look at it and I'm like wait this isn't my this isn't my 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 this isn't my uh this isn't my my Dramamine and I look at it and it it is and we flash back. To where, like, I had put it in... I, we flash back briefly to me putting uh, my hmm. Coke bottle uh-huh. in the sink. Oh. And, like, I knocked it over and knocked over some things, so I kind of grabbed it, and I just kind of, like... I kind of picked it up, and I grabbed... And I just kind of, like, mm-hmm. without realizing it, we see that I kind of... As I'm adjusting things, I, like, kind of swoop it into my my poofy... My poofy, like, uh, suit... Or the sleeve of my shirt, or my suit coat, and I kind of ended up tucking it in my inside pocket. Nice. In my clumsiness, I grabbed a bottle of pills mm-hmm. from inside the sink. And I'm like, why? Prescription <laughs> sleeping pills? David Martin? Well, that's not right. Nice. I still need that Dramamine, though. <laughs> this will have to wait. Awesome. Is that the scene? Cool. So That's the scene. We get a long lingering shot on that, that mm-hmm. bottle of sleeping pills. All right, so that moves me up by one evidence, as you have put a clue into evidence, uh, which keeps me in the smart and callous area. Um, I will let's have a let's have a conversation. So All right. same deal where I will uh, draw three and pick one. All right, uh, great. So. So uh, similar again. So now I have a I have a clue that I'm going to surface uh, for the detective. But in this conversation, it's because I'm going to be bringing it to your attention in order to explain something and make it Mm. 
you know. Uh, Got it. Or to try and uh, cast, uh, uh, try try and, and allay, uh, allay your suspicions um, through some element of truth. Mm. Um, so I think that, would you come back to see me? Yes, I think I'm, I think I am, I think I am coming to bring, like, I come back, you know, I pull mm. up, I stumble about, out of the car. can it be I'm doing a, uh, it's not like a shoot, but I'm, um, I'm doing an interview. Oh, that's very good. Cause yeah, I think you're mid interview and like, uh, there are two assistants that are like, that are like, we, yeah. we're sorry. We tried to, well, we like tried Rodney to tell her to like wait and I'm like trying to keep you, keep you at bay, but. He can't yeah. uh, handle your uh, intrusiveness. And I am like a smiling, friendly, vaguely Midwestern <laughs> bat out of hell mm-hmm. coming towards you. Uh, yeah, so we're um, out on the deck again, but there's like the uh, there's a, there's a camera. It's a single camera thing, but they, there's all the light like reflectors and everything. And I'm in like a chair um, and uh, have a popped collar. Um there's a little like kind of there's some little pieces of kind of scenery behind me, like some, I don't know, plants or something to make it look a little try and try and obscure the really ostentatious collection of materials that my the house is actually made of. Um, and you bowl right into there and uh, it's right as I'm saying, like, I'm talking to the direct like I'm kind of up out of my chair and I'm like. Shaking mm-hmm. my hand at the director, I'm like, "Look, come on, we you can't ask me questions about uh, about Angeline right now, okay? It's too soon. It's just too soon. Um, you know, that was only a couple days ago, and we're all still getting over it. And I'm just like haranguing him. Uh, yeah. And this is this is when I like this is when like Rodney comes in and is like, "I'm sorry, we tried to stop her." And I'm like, "I'm I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness, I'm so." I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. Martin. Are you okay? You haven't been hallucinating yet, have you? I know that that happens after a few, a few days, a few hours. So I wanted what? to make sure what? you're you're okay. You haven't been driving, right? I'm, you shouldn't operate look, a vehicle uh, right now. Excuse me for a second. How about you figure out something with these plants? They look terrible. Come on. Uh, and I take you by the shoulder and kind of guide you away from the other people. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about, uh, Barb. Uh, uh you, you know, you, the, uh, the, been having a little trouble sleeping just cause everything's been so crazy, but that's, that's what I, that's what I wanted to, you see, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I must've, I must've gotten sort of jumbled up. It's Barbara, by the way, but I must've gotten jumbled up trying to throw away the Coke can in the sink and. I found this bottle of your sleeping pills prescription strength, so I must not. I, I didn't want your insomnia to impact your ability to do your job or operate machinery, so I wanted to bring it back as soon as possible. And I look at it uh, in your hand, and I reach out to take it. I'm like, well, that's very kind of you. Uh, I didn't even... Uh, I've been off this stuff for a while. I did. That's This must be an old bottle. Oh, that's weird. It said it, said it was issued... Like three oh, days well, ago. Uh, I mean, I have people pick my. Is there like a regularly I have scheduled people do refill? that for me? I don't know. Look, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that you're here, and I, I'm just like trying to you know push that away. I'm actually kind of glad mm-hmm. that you're here because I've been thinking about what you said uh, 
the other day, you know, about like Anthony and our history and everything. And, uh, and you know, this whole thing with Angeline, it's really shaking everyone up. And so I was talking to, I was talking to Jim, uh, Jim's the, uh, you know, the, the, the director and named some, you know, famous movie name. Uh, he was, he was our director for Eagle's last ride. Um, you know, we got some drinks and we're kind of sharing stories and everything. And remember how you said how it seemed, how, how it, it seemed weird to you that the, the Del Rios would be in, would be interacting with me at all. Right. Angeline or Anthony, you said that. And here's the thing after, uh, after our first, uh, this is something that Jim told me and I didn't know this. You can ask him yourself, but after our test screening, when Angeline did her test reading against me, and that's, you know, we don't have any control over that. That's up to the casting director, you know? Jim said that the chemistry that we had during that test reading was so good that he insisted, insisted that Angeline be in this movie. And, uh... And this is a little embarrassing, I gotta say, but, and you, I mean, you're a professional, right? Uh, please, I don't know. I don't know what I could possibly do to give you any idea of the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this is all, <sighs> it's the, the real sugar's just really, it makes such a difference. Everything, this is just going into your insurance report, right? Like. You know how the gossip papers are around here, tabloids, oh, this kind of thing. Goodness. It could, I wouldn't want anyone speaking ill of the dead. You know what I'm saying? I, I really only read Archie comics, uh, honestly. Great. I'm sure those are very amusing. Um, here's the thing. Angeline and I, we got along well. Turns out really well. And uh, we kind of got together, right? It happens. It's Hollywood. And, oh, you know, sure. after the first time, I was perfectly ready to just let it drop and 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 move on and let her deal with Anthony. Because, like, I guess, honestly, when you get right down to it, like, I don't care about how he feels, you know. But Jim, the director, we were doing so well and our and our chemistry in the movie was was just clicking and he kind of encouraged us to spend more time together. He realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so... So we had a bit of a fling. It was over at the end of the movie. Wow. But there you go. You were wondering why... Uh, why uh, uh, she would come to the party... Maybe she just wanted to see me that one last time, you know? And I, like, shake my head a little bit, and then I light up, like, a Christmas tree. I'm like, genuine Hollywood <laughs> gossip. Wow. I, you know, you, you, you think you get used to it in this job, but really, like, every time it just no, you get kind of excited. No, you promise me that's staying in your official report. Oh, please, please, please. It's going to stay. It'll stay between me and my journal tonight. I just want to make sure you understand. And then that even, I mean... Oh, please. I knew her well, but not, you know, I didn't know her outside of the set, you know, maybe, 
trying to get up the the courage to uh, or 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 get into the right mindset to have one more little thing with me last a uh, couple nights ago. Maybe that's why she decided to do what she did, and she just made a mistake. I didn't know she was. Mm. I didn't know she'd gone. Understandable. Maybe she uh, just didn't know how, what she could take anymore. It's a shame. I blame. I guess in a way, I blame myself. If if I wasn't I so that. desirable, maybe that never would have happened. <laughs> that's complete. That, that that makes a lot of sense. I I get it. I I couldn't know what it's like to be a big Hollywood celebrity. So I I, I guess I gotta take your word for it. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're calling me. Oh, good. And they move those plants. Oh God. Okay. I gotta do this interview. Look, you. I guess. I understand. Let me know if there's anything else you need for your report. Okay, I'm sorry I was in a mood the other day. I understand completely. Go have a great interview. Sleep well tonight. <laughs> Sleep tight. It'll all be all. It'll all be all right. Everything will be behind us soon. Okay. Um. So real. Yeah. So real quick. Uh. So I again adjust my sympathy based on that scene. I was kind of trying to go a little bit for increasing it. Okay, I'd say, I'd say you got there. I feel like that last that that last crack about being so desirable might have been a little, a little much. But I, I think I think I think here's why I, here's why I, it works. Yeah, this is me gaming a little bit. And it makes you feel. Detached. That's kind of what I was thinking. This was a very analytical, yeah. like, oh, let me put this together, and that will, yeah, that will solve this problem for me. Yeah, I'd buy that for yeah. sure. So I'm going to go ahead and increase back to three, which puts me back in smart and detached. Got it. You're seen. All right. So I am definitely doing an interview with the detect with the not detect with the director. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've, I'm flipping three, but I know I the exact the like, one that you, I got the I got the one that I wanted. Yeah. I was gaming it a little bit and hoping that I was going to mm-hmm. get it. No, I see what you're so doing there. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like, I got exactly what I wanted. I really wanted to flip that <laughs> card, and I'm glad I did. So yeah, we have an interview now where like I get handed off on the director mm-hmm. who is, you know, talking and talking. And I, I, I go wide-eyed and I'm like, a real Hollywood director. Is this I mean, gosh. Uh where where is this? Uh this is so I've been pa- handed off. I think I I think I catch the director in a shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh like in a in a in a film shoot. It's like um it's actually in it's got to be in the studio, mm-hmm. right? Or in the editing studio oh, yeah, or yeah. in something where he's oh, like, he like with the editor know, looking, looking at like rushes or something like looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I am just I don't know why my brain immediately went to beloved character actor Tom <laughs> DeLuise for this. But that's <laughs> no, where yeah, no, J- Jim is played by uh, beloved character actor Dom DeLuise. Uh, Jim, I, I come in and Jim is watching uh, probably got his hat in his hand, right? And has crossed his arms. And it's, I, I come in and I'm like, oh, wow, a real Hollywood studio. You know, you think you get used to that with this much time on the job, but every single time I get a little excited. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Should I, should I be quiet right now? Or are, we, are we watching? Uh, do, you, do you want me to play him? Sure. That'd um, be great. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm going to do a dumb Delois, but. <laughs> sure. But we, we get the visual. Oh, you're already in here. It's it's fine. We're not re- we're looking at tape. It's it's fine. What do you who are you? What do you want? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Barbara Fontaine, Ace Investigations. Oh. Uh, I'm an insurance yeah. adjuster, uh, investigator. Oh, no, um, someone's got, someone, I, I got a call that you were going to be coming by. Oh, okay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, honestly, uh, this will all be pretty quick. And I think as, as, we're, as I'm saying this to you, uh, the tape is running in the mm-hmm. background. And it's just like, it's B-roll. So, it's kind of just like a static camera filming things as people just say things. And, like, as I'm talking to you, I'm just getting the standard questions, you know, asking about the affair, kind of pressing you a little bit. And we hear, like, mumbles of it. And then we hear over the, uh, and then we hear over the, uh, the radio, or over the B, the B roll. Mm. Hold on, let me find the exact. We hear over the B roll. Hey, doll, I'm on my way. I got hung up with car trouble. Should be there in half an hour. Don't wait on me. <laughs> and I stop. Mm-hmm. And I stop and I, like, I'm like. Could you play that that again? Uh, sorry, what? Play? Uh, yeah, roll. Uh, sure, if you want, roll that back. I mean, guess this must seem a little ghoulish to you, huh? Looking at a oh, you know, looking it's, at a dead it's Hollywood. Eh, it's not the. It's far from. It's far from the roughest case I've been on. <laughs> Barbara has seen some stuff, and she comes with really a great, honestly. <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she smiled and like they play it, we play it like two more times. Mm-hmm. We hear, you know, Hey doll, I'm on my way. I got hung up with car trouble. Should be there in half an hour. Don't wait on me. Hey doll, I'm on my way. And then like, we play that like two or three more times as the scene like slowly wraps up and we just like hear that on sure. loop. We like hear that on loop. And so Jim, and as, like, he's kind of like looking at you. Cause it's a little weird that you're like playing this one piece back over and over or like having the editor do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah. But he's like, uh, yeah, this is just some, uh, this is just some B-roll, but from, uh, the last couple of days of shooting, it's kind of weird that you're interested in this. Uh, we, we thought we we're all wrapped on this, but, uh, David had some buck up his ass about how he, how he, how he delivered some stuff or I don't, I don't remember. He wanted to do it again and. You know, these contracts, they let them they let them have some reshoots for certain things. So there's something about how he looked or how he sound. I don't really remember. That's why we have all this. B-roll. I, I, sure, I understand. It's you know, it's you, you got to you got to be prepared for every possibility. Right. That's how that's how this works. That's how the industry works. And I think that's I think that's the end of the scene is I think like. I think we wrap on like we wrap we we keep we just keep watching this like this camera we keep watching this clip looping we zoom in on that and then we cut to our next mm-hmm. scene. Nice. Oh, except I believe that as an interview, I believe you get to adjust your sympathy uh, yes. based on this. I do. Um. Hmm. It's not heavily in either direction. It's a little. So I'd either stay in smart and detached or go back to callous. I think callous because the implication here, right, is that this oh, is yeah. part of yeah, like, yeah. implication slash as our audience knows, this is the premeditated part. Like right. he needed this audio from this reshoot or whatever. And also did it in, and also like doing it in a way that people are going to find right. it. Right, And just being like, oh, this will be fine. <laughs> yeah, and like no, and trusted that no one would put those pieces together. Yeah. There's a callousness there that, frankly, I I kind of like as a as a character, but I'm not the mm-hmm. audience. So. No, no, I think it's right. I'm going to move it back down. So I'm back in. 
smart and callous. All right. What's our next? What's our next scene? So I could do another cover up. I don't really want to go deeper. I don't feel like I have the. I don't. I don't feel like I have the need to kill someone else at this point. I. I, I feel. I think I agree with that. Or I could do rationalization. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have a rationalization scene, which is where I reveal an understandable human motivation to the audience. I'm on the phone, um, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to a. I'm talking to uh, my my uh, business manager. Uh, I'm I'm like walking around. I'm walking around in my. Uh, in my bedroom, like, so I have, like, the, mm-hmm. I'm holding the phone with, like, the long cord that's, like, really long, so you can take it wherever. Uh, oh, no, it's the 80s. Uh, I have a, the giant cordless handset with the right. big antenna. So I'm walking around with my, my cordless handset phone. I've called my business manager, and I'm saying, uh, look, here's the thing. I just... Yeah, no, I know. I know. Look, I get I'm going to get plenty I'm going to get plenty of residuals on this thing. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm going to get part of the I'm getting part of the net. And Oh yeah, I'm even getting part of the gross. Oh yeah, so this will be no problem. Look, take some of that money. I don't know. Whatever's going to add up to like uh 30, 40,000. I don't know. What does, what does it take to send a kid to college? Whatever that is. Uh, figure that out. And uh, I want to set up a, a, a special scholarship for aspiring actresses. We'll call it the, the, the Del Rio Scholarship. Yeah. I mean, look, it'll be good. It'll be good PR. But like. We can let that leak, not make that a part of it. Uh. Yeah, I just want if something's going to come out of all of this, uh I think at the very least uh there should be some way for more for more more women like her to get into Hollywood. Yeah, you'll draw it up. Okay, yeah, I'll come back on Monday and we'll look at all the other stuff. All right, thanks. And I hang up. And uh my other hand comes up into the frame and I'm holding that like one of those same like overstaged publicity stills mm-hmm. of Angeline. And I'm looking at that. I'm just like, at least, uh, at least as I get bigger, thou get bigger too. And that's my rationalization. Uh, sure. I did a bad thing, but I can put something, put something yeah. in her memory. That's positive. And, and I like that. that's my moral offset. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to up your, up your, uh, percept or your sympathy by yep. one, so putting you back in smart and detached. Because yep. again, it's like, this is, this, this will make things better. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm going to, I think for my scene, I'm immediately going back to the flash of insight because I, 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 I gotta turn this i gotta turn this answering machine message into evidence (laughs) and i know exactly how i want to do it because it has to be unrelated um i am at a burger joint one of like the outside uh like roller rink derby joints like a kind of a drive-in i'm sitting at a table and i have like a big clunky folder and i'm like laying out receipts and stuff and i i'm like 
re- I am um I'm re- I'm reciting to myself or actually I think I'm in my I think I'm in the houseboat like I'm back in the houseboat <laughs> except I'm on the dock of it where there's like a picnic table and I'm laying out receipts and I'm laying out invoices Are they all and I'm down re- with uh glass bottles yes yes I'm like laying them down, weighing them down with glass bottles and I'm rehearsing to myself I'm like Gary listen I I I understand that Ace Investigations has a lot of plates spinning at any given time but you know, it is only fair that I receive priority on the last several invoices. I let you slide, Gary. No, <laughs> no, Gary. I let you slide last time, and I'm like, gosh, very obviously rehearsing, trying to be the bad cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a very Rockford esque uh, spin, I Gary continually ducks paying me. Right, and I'm, I'm rehearsing all of this, and the phone rings. And it's Gary, and I hear it on my answering machine, and it's, hey, it's Gary, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in traffic, yeah, that's it, traffic, sure, traffic, and, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'll be gonna be a little late for this meeting, but, uh, don't wait up for me, you know, start your, start your (laughs) meeting, whatever, and she's initially like, well, how am I gonna start the meet, don't wait for, and she like, and she stares at that message, she's like, don't wait for me, don't wait for me. And she's going to grab her coat and run out the door. Nice. Awesome. So that's putting the The, last minute reshoot clue into evidence. That is correct. And that moves moves me on up to three evidence, which puts me in the scared and detached. Excellent. So now that we have two in evidence, someone, either of us can call for the finale. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't feel like we're quite there yet. So, I think I will go for another cover-up scene. Okay. One of these things about the car. I think this will... I think this plays in... Oh, whoops. I think that one plays into uh, Mm -hmm. where you're headed. Um... Alright. I'm getting scared. Oh, okay. So, uh, I think this... The scene starts with, um... I'm on the phone with with Jim and kind of we're I'm, and I'm kind of I'm, and I'm saying something like, you know, I'd really like to see the uh, I'd really like to see the the final cut before it goes in for for everything. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it does say in my contract that I can see that. And Jim's like, you know, it's going to you know, we have to put that together for you. It's going to take another, you know, week and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, I just really like to see it, you know. And then Jim uh, says, like, you know, okay, sure, fine. Uh, you're just as, it's like, you're, you're being just as weird about this as that, uh, as that insurance lady. I'm like, insurance lady? It's like, yeah, the Fontaine lady. She came by and wanted to see some of the, she wanted to see some of your reshoot footage. And I'm like, oh, that's really, you know, that's, that's weird. Well, there's no, you know, they just have to do, I don't know what they have to do for their job. But I'm sure it's all routine. And I'm like, clearly, and I'm starting to like pace and walk faster. And um, and I hang up and I think uh, I go over to the window um, where when we first uh, saw me, I was looking out, I was looking down at where her car had pulled up. And we do a little, we have a little flashback shot of that happening. And uh, 
and I, I shake my head. Uh, and then we cut to, um, we cut to me in a cab and I'm, uh, getting out of the, I'm getting out of the cab in like a different, like some other kind of suburban, but very fancy kind of like Beverly Hills looking area. And there's a, uh, big, there's a big gate that says Del Rio in the ironwork mm-hmm. over it. Um, and I kind of look around and, uh, you know, see that, make sure that no one's, no one's looking like no one can see me. And I just go in. It's not like locked or anything. Uh, I just kind of like slide my way in, close it. And I go over to the big, it's like a four car garage mm-hmm. over on the other side. Uh, and I actually have a key um, that I pull out. I like, I, I uh, have a bunch of keys on a key ring and I'm like sliding them around and then I find one and I try it. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> What? Glad I still have this. And I go in the little access, side door, access door to the four car garage, and one of the cars in there is Angeline's car. I raise the hood and I reach in and I like fiddle with something, and then I close it. Uh, and uh, as I walk away, the camera sees little like drips mm-hmm. of you know some fluid coming out from underneath the the car, and so uh, I have gone to. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of like, oh, I know what Barbara was doing. So I've manufactured a problem with the car to mm. explain that message. But if you, you know, checked with a, the, I feel like there's some, there's some way in which, you know, you could have checked with someone who has done something to the car before today. And that would, you know, that, that yeah. would be proof that it was fine until after her death. So I've surfaced the clue for you, and then if you want to follow up on it, you know, however your scene works to make that evidence, you can follow up on. Um, I think I am... I think I am going to follow up on that clue and hit it and and, and give me that, that one last flash of insight. I'm trying to decide if I want to call for the finale or if I want to go for that mm-hmm. last flash of insight. Yeah, because you can do evidence in the finale if you wanted to. And so I'm going to I'm going to move my sympathy up, actually. Okay. Not because I think that was a particularly sympathetic thing, but I think I'm moving towards desperate. Sure. So I'm still scared and detached, but now I'm closer to desperate than callous. So I think um, I think I'm going to call for the finale. So is so you said the car was in the car is in at Del Rio's place or at your place? At Del Rio's place. Okay. Because they, they, like, brought it back. You know, like, it was it was at my place when they found it and found her. But then it's been, you know, however long it's been, a couple days. And so, you know, they brought it back to uh, to where it actually belongs. So, yeah, I think in that case, I'm going to call for the I'm going to I'm going to call for the finale. And it's going to be a two part thing. Right. It's, I think it's going <laughs> to be a scene leading into the confrontation, if that's all right. Right. And so the finale, you can you can do so as the detective, Mm -hmm. um, you can. uh, 
oh, you know what? I can I can include a flashback in my confrontation with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you can do, I think that should say and. I might have a typo on what I'm looking at. Um, yes, do whatever you want. It'll okay. work. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll work. Because <laughs> I think what happens is like you get back to your house or like it's like a couple mm-hmm. days later and you're like on set, you know, uh, you're on set for like whatever your next project is. Mm-hmm. And I come in, like, dusting myself off, right? Mm-hmm. And Rodney's like, you you know the deal. You know the deal. She tried to get in. I'm dusting myself off. I am like, I have grease on my, I have grease on my suit. I have grease on my face. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just, you know... I was coming to, I, I was coming in a hurry, and sure enough, the car broke down. What a day, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's like a break, like we're on a break uh, from shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm just kind of like, uh, I turn and I see you, like, Rodney, get me some coffee. Oh, if you're getting coffee, could you get me a Coke? Uh, Mexican Coke, if they have it. I, I mean, I'll take, a, I'll take, I'll take a regular, but I'd really, <laughs> really prefer not. If if you've got it, I'd, I'd love it. I'd love the glass bottle. Do they have the <laughs> glass? Like, do they have the glass uh, bottles? I, I mean, I don't want to put Rodney in a weird spot if that's not something <laughs> that you have here. Like whatever they have, I'm sure will be fine. That's fine. Yeah, look, whatever you have will be fine, Rodney. Look, Barb. You know, I'm I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay in it for this for this next scene. I'm sure you have some dumb question. What what do you want? Oh gosh, yeah. Well, um, I was gonna ask you some questions, but gosh, I just I mean this I as you can tell I'm a little messy because the car broke down. I had to get it towed. I had to get it towed to a garage, and um, it's the strangest thing. I I and I pull out my tape recorder. And I, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, a strangest thing, I was just, you know, I was sitting, and I was listening, and I play it, and they're like, uh, Del, Del, yeah, Del Rio, Del Rio wants the car back. He says, it's, he says it's, like, he says it's leaking, but I mean, I checked it, it was just an unscrewed, it was just an unscrewed, like, brake line. Like, that, like, <laughs> it's nothing. Just screw the brake line in, put the fluid back in, and charge him $400. <laughs> first, $400 for screwing in a brake line. Can you believe that? I'm like, uh, I'm like, I thought you said that your car broke down. It, it did. And it just happened to be the, happened to be the best garage to go to was, you know, I, I happened to be the same guy. What, look, are you trying to, I don't know what you're babbling about. Do you have something to ask me or not? Cause if you don't, I'm getting tired of this harassment and I'm, if I need to, I will get my lawyer involved. Oh, I understand completely. I'm so sorry. I, I, I I'm, yes, I, I do. I do have, I do have a few, uh, I just, I just have one more thing. I got, um, I was, so I was, I was talking to, uh, well, so what it is, is I, well, I was at your par- place the other day. I noticed that, um. I noticed that like you had a lot of great you had a lot of great equipment there and I 
gosh, I just, I really noticed that, like, you had a really a one-person production place there, didn't you? I'm like, wait, did you, did you go through my place? No, 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 no. Before you talked to me? No, no, I just, you know, you seen, you see, I've been around a lot. I I know, I know an editing bay when I see one. So I just, you know, I I caught a glimpse of it down the stairs. It, It, I was, I promise, I promise I was only doing the normal requisite amount of snoop. (laughs) <laughs> Look, just because I take an interest in uh, in the technical side of my profession, I don't see what that has to do with anything. Oh, no, I understand completely. It just it strikes me how we I saw I saw Eagles Last Ride, by the way. I thought it, I, I, I caught I caught the premiere. It was fantastic. Well, thank you. I just I noticed that um, I noticed that this this uh, this reshoot, which you asked for didn't make it in i mean that's uh that happens with lots of things and then i click play on my tape recorder as you start to Mm -hmm. say that i click play just as you start saying hey doll i'm on my way i got hung up with car trouble should be there in half an hour don't wait on me just very weird that i i I don't know you know i didn't really notice a place in uh in the movie for that really for that kind of long answering machine shot (laughs) Oh, awesome. Um, all right. So you have uh, uncovered, entered a, another another clue of the editing bay and entered the uh, Angeline's car into evidence, mm-hmm. which moves me up to four. Cool. So I get to do my finale things as well. Yep. Um... And just because I can't, I can't not. Uh, so, yeah, you uh, play that um, and I hear it. And as you say the last uh, uh, thing that you're saying, I kind of sink down into the the chair um, that's uh, behind me because I'm at like a little makeup counter or something. And I'm just like, you had to go digging, digging about the reshoots, didn't you? I think you're, I think you're a lot smarter than you look, Barbara Fontaine. You know, I get that all the time. She would have ruined me, you know, if this, if her husband had found out. My whole career could have been right down the toilet. Yeah. Me. My career. You saw the movie. And I think that's, uh... That's uh, where it cuts. Yeah, I think, uh, yep, I think that's, I think that, I think that we cut back, I think we just cut to her, like, smiling and she shrugs, and then that kind of shrug is the freeze frame, the theme song plays, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's... And maybe there's, like, are there, is there, like, a, just for, for maximum drama, are there, like, is there, like, one uniformed cop behind you or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 I think, yeah, I think that, I think, um... Yes, I think one uniform or uniform cop steps behind me, and I just kind of shrug, and we get the the freeze frame, the credits roll, and that's one more thing. <laughs> right. So my last thing there was confessing, uh, providing a little a little piece of the puzzle for you, and I decided to lower my sympathy with that choice because it was all about me. Mm-hmm. So I end up in. Uh, Squarely and scared and detached. I'm scared. The audience sees David as scared 
and detached. I love it. I love Nathan, I love this game. I, I gotta be <laughs> honest. I love this game. Well, that was super good. Uh, thank you for your amazing Barbara Fontaine. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I, God, I, I, I don't know if I, to- I, I forget if I talked to you about this after the last time we played of just like how much I live for this specific genre of television. <laughs> it's so good. It's very, very good. Um, my wife and I, I, I want to say we finished the series before they took Monk off of Netflix all mm. of like eight years ago, we watched every single episode <laughs> and it was like an ideal cooking timer TV series because it was mm-hmm. it was, oh, is Monk in an uncomfortable social situation? All right. That means it's about 15 minutes in. So <laughs> right. in about so in about 20 minutes, he's going to say, I know who did it. And then we're going to we'll have we'll be able to flip off the oven for dinner. Yeah, it's uh, there's something about the formula that's so like. I think you you mentioned jazz earlier, right? Like yeah. the the formula gives you so much to play with. Agreed. It's like it's it doesn't make it it makes it more interesting, not less. When you like break the formula and stuff, like I, that. I agree. I love it so so much. Well, thank you so much for playing with me. This was so so much fun. No, thank you. And uh, yeah, so there were there were other things in there, like in the finale. Instead of confessing, I could uh, do like flat denials, and you know cast doubt on something mm-hmm. and move myself in the other direction if I wanted to where so I have more of a stoic like going you know facing the music without admitting it kind of kind of end but I'm a I'm a softie I almost always confess when I'm I, the murderer it feels right it feels right it just kind of feels right to confess sometimes so I, I completely get it um yeah and then like if we there are options to take clues out of evidence if we were planning to play for longer or if the story kind of felt like it was going to be more confrontational or something like that mm-hmm. uh and i think as i mentioned we did not see a go deeper scene because i didn't feel like murdering anyone else that's fair that's fair um but i think we hit all of the detective scenes i think we did uh yeah so that is how one more thing works in it's- the on assignment mode. It's real good. Well, thank you so much for playing with me. Real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and one more thing online? So one more thing, uh, as mentioned, is on Kickstarter uh, through December 9th. Um, and it is, it's not just me. It's also my friend, Stephen Winchell, who's doing the art and is also a detective story uh, obsessive. Um, and has helped develop this case and a lot of the other kind of uh, uh, just development of the game since we started working together on it. Um, so it's a it is a joint effort. So I want to make sure that he's acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a an occasional murder mystery audio drama podcast that is following the adventures of Martin Crane before Frasier and Niles were born in the Fraserverse. So it's Detective Martin Crane and his wife Hester murder mysteries. I I was hoping I was if you didn't mention those I was going to because they are some of my favorite things. I the listeners know how much I deeply love Frasier and the the Marty and Hester mysteries are so much fun. They're just <laughs> they're real real good. I listen I've li- I listened to both of them back to back in a single day and was just like Head and hands like this is everything that I love. They're perfect. <laughs> They're very, very good. I'll, I'll link those in the show notes. Yeah, I forget exactly what the uh, the web address is, but link that in the show notes. And so a little 
uh, behind the scenes there. Um, the, the, the second one, the more recent one, uh, we started working together cause he brought me in to help figure out like the mystery. Cause that's more of a Columbo one mm-hmm. with like evidence and stuff. And then we're currently working on the third one, which is going to be a, a more uh, Rockford Files inspired con game. Good story. Good. I'm so excited. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, so one more thing on Kickstarter. All of my work is at ndpdesign.com. My Rockford Files podcast that I do with Epidiah Ravishal, the designer of Dread and Swords Without Master, is over at uh, 200aday.fireside.fm. We talk about each episode of the Rockford Files for slightly longer than the episode itself runs. So if you uh, are deeply obsessive about media like that, give it a listen. I think it's good. Um, I am on Twitter at NDPaoletta, Instagram as well. And my Patreon for supporting my ongoing design work is at patreon.com slash NDPaoletta. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was a blast. And now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Nathan for coming on to the show. That game was goddamn. I loved it. Be sure to check the show notes for more information about one more thing. Currently on Kickstarter. Go back and make it happen. 200 a day. Go listen to it. Lovely podcast show. One of my favorite shows on TV. Nathan's other game work including worldwide wrestling, Imp of the Perverse and more. The Marty and Hester Mysteries, which obviously, I mean, come on. It is a Frasier prequel mystery podcast. What's not to love? Fantastic. Find more information in the show notes. And be sure to follow Nathan on Twitter at NDPaletta. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice review on iTunes, Podchaser, Podbean, wherever you listen to podcasts. It probably has a review function, and we'd really appreciate the review. You can also give us some love on social media, share your favorite episode with a friend. Any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also back the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, at coffee.com slash jeffstormer if you'd like to buy me a craft soda, or at paypal.me slash jeffjstormer because Jeff Stormer was tagged. Speaking of ways that you can support the stuff that I make, uh, let me tell you about the other podcast that I produce that you could also be listening to. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you would like to inquire about press coverage advertising rates, or about a guest appearance on the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. Party on, everybody.